Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well out there. I know that with this crazy pandemic, what's going on, uh, many people are feeling very challenged, and I hope that this is bringing a little bit of sunshine and happiness or laughter to your life. Um, Jean Rockefeller is my guest today, one of my favorite people, and she is an energy healer and an intuitive and an animal communicator. She has had 20 years experience, and during this 20 years, Jean realized that the animals she's, she works with, her team, are more evolved than any person she's ever met. They have sentience, wisdom that eclipses any human, as well as advanced healing abilities. She calls these animals her watchers. Her horse, Jack, the watcher, as well as Gaia and nature, have taught her a unique energy healing modality, which is what she uses when she works with her clients, be that of animal or human. And she calls it the Gaia Connection. Welcome, Jean. How are you? Thank you, Marla. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to have you back here. And I know the first one didn't go because, again, <laughs> technical difficulties. But I am so grateful that you're here. And Thank you. That you could share your information with everyone. So let's talk about you weren't you didn't you don't believe that you were raised with cognitive uh, abilities, and it's something that came to you later in life. Would you share your story? Yeah. So when I was, um, you know, I was just a normal person. I was a Girl Scout leader, you know, a mom. I have two kids, husband and, and um, my husband and I were driving to pick out a puppy. We had um, mm-hmm. gotten a, a golden retriever puppy and we were going to pick it out. And it was a really dark, just a dismal night. And I was driving, which would be, it's kind of weird because I don't see real great at night. And, um, but my husband was tired because he had been driving all day. So he said, you drive. So I'm driving only a couple miles away. And I was coming up to a, a stoplight where I was going to have to make a, a right, right-hand turn. And right before I got there, I heard in my head, take the turn wide and slow. And so I, I really slowed down to the point where my husband was screaming at me, like, what are you doing? You're going to, like, you're going to, somebody's going to ram into us. And I went all the way in the other lane. Wow. you know, halfway in the other lane when I turned and is, and it, my husband was still yelling at me. And then as soon as we rounded the corner, there was a person standing about a third of the way in my lane. So if I had, you know, I was excited, we were going to go pick out a puppy. And if I had gone around the corner, I would have just, I mean, God knows what would have happened to this person. I certainly would have hit them, and right. then, you know, and my life would have been completely different. And so from that point forward, I kept on thinking like, you know, what was that voice? And because I mean, at that point, I, I didn't believe in angels. I didn't believe in, you know, I believe basically in a higher power because I'd been raised Catholic. But, you know, other than that, all the other, you know, woo woo stuff, I didn't, I didn't know anything about and, and I had no understanding of. So this kind of this was the moment where everything for me started to change. And then after that, I started meeting people that would introduce me to different things. I learned different healing modalities. So that really was the, the, the turning point. So when you, after you turned the car, did you tell, tell your husband what happened and that you heard this voice and that's why you did what you did? Well, I told him later and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can understand this. I just got that blank stare. Like he did not even know <laughs> how to process that, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, uh, yeah, are you going to cook dinner tonight? You know, quick, quick change the subject kind of thing. I mean, my husband, we're high school sweethearts. We've been married for over 30 years. Um, he supports me, but he doesn't get the, you know, he doesn't get the woo-woo stuff. So I, I don't even try to talk to him about it. It's not even worth it anymore. <laughs> it's reminded me of a, my husband and I got together and he you know, again, looked at me like I had three eyes, which yeah. I do, but <laughs> he just didn't realize that we all have three eyes. <laughs> and, and, but now today, he he really understands a lot more and is a lot more open. 
from, you know, in, in 12 years, he's a wow. lot more open. How about your husband? Oh, abs- you know, he says stuff every, every now and then that's very profound. So um, it, it's interesting because even though we don't talk too much about it, um, I'll drag into things with me, you know, different workshops and stuff like that. And he'll, he'll go, but um, you know, conversationally there's, there's not a, it's better, but there's a, you know, it's actually refreshing not to have to talk to somebody about that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just to be able to talk about 3d stuff. I kind of like that. So. Oh, that's so funny because I, I like the idea that my husband will have a conversation with me about what I do and Uh get into details about it. Most of the time we don't, there's no details. It is just, um, you know, we, I, we, I share what I need to share. He, uh-huh. we have a little conversation, but it's not like delving deep. Like he would never go to a workshop with me. I would be oh. so surprised if he would go to a <laughs> workshop with me. I've drugged my husband to so many and he just sits there. You know, he's probably, a lot of the times he's the only male. It's interesting, but more and more men are getting involved. Are. So yeah, they are. I definitely. hope you're, they're seeing more and more men with coming to these things uh-huh. because it's important. It's uh-huh. important to all of us. But I want to sort of change directions. Let's talk okay. about theme and let's talk about Jack. Oh, Jack. Okay. Jack is gorgeous. He is handsome. That's probably why I, uh, why I picked <laughs> him out. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how I, um, so I volunteered at a wildlife rehab center for a number of years. My best friend was the, was the director. And right across the street from them was a trainer at Philadelphia Park, which is a, you know, a racetrack. And, um, the uh, the trainer came over and was talking to my friend Leah, who who ran the ran the um, the wildlife rehab center called the Ark, like I said. And um, when she when her horses retire, she tries to find really good homes for them so they don't end up in in some crazy place. So um, my friend uh, Leah, uh, the the trainer came over. I'm sorry, the trainer came over and she said, "I'm going to." Uh, retiring my horse Noah very soon. So Noah and the Ark, you know, it was like serendipitous that she would get him. So Leah didn't really know too much about horses. It had been a really long time since she had been around them. So I helped to kind of acclimate Noah to civilian life because it, it, the life at the track is completely different than anything that they would experience at a, at a farm or anything. Don't like. they have minimum contact with people? And- They're in a stall 24 hours a day, 24 hours a day. The only time they're outside is when they're, they're training because they want them to be as hyped up as they possibly can get. Cause they want them to, they want them to run as fast as they possibly get. Right. So it's not much of a life for them. It's cruel. It is cruel. Yeah, it definitely is cruel. But, um, so I'd helped Leah with acclimate her horse, Noah, and Leah called me one day and she said, well, Pat, Pat's the, the name of the trainer. She said, Pat's retiring one of her horses and she wants you to have them. Now, I had never met Pat other than on that day in the driveway for like five minutes, you know, so she didn't even know me. So for her to call Leah and say, hey, I want your friend Jean to have this horse, it it was very bizarre. And um, if anybody knows anything about horses, thoroughbreds are tough, especially off the track thoroughbreds. I'm 4'11", okay? I'm I'm a shrimp. And this horse is 17 hands, was just 5'9 at the shoulder. He would wow. be perfect for somebody that's like six feet tall, not 4'11. So he was everything that I didn't want. I didn't want a thoroughbred. I didn't want to off the track thoroughbred because they're just, they're mentally different. They're just, it, it's hard for them sometimes to get mentally back in. And sometimes they're just ruined. Physically, they're just ruined. And I didn't want a horse that big. And I didn't want a horse that young. And I didn't want to have to train a horse. And so we go to the, we go to the track and, and, um, I started to get like really emotional and I couldn't figure out why. And, um, I'm thinking this is, you know, cause I kind of just was going through the motions of just trying to please everybody, not thinking I was going to come home with a horse. So there, I saw him at the end of the, at the end of the aisle and he stuck his head out and I walked down to him. I knew it was him. I, even though I hadn't, had never seen him before. And, um, I walked into the stall and I just started, I mean, I just welled up and I just started crying. He turned around and he looked at me and I just, Oh, I just let loose. And I thought, Oh my God, this is my horse. This is my freaking horse. And it was, it was weird because it, it was like, um, 
I, I, I don't even had to explain it. It was like we found each other, you know, and the, the really bizarre thing was that I had been dreaming about this black horse for probably a few months. And when I got there and I saw him, I'm like, oh, you're that horse. You're the horse that was in my, that was in my dreams. So he and was re- even reaching out to you. He had, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I get, I get home and I'm like, shit, I got to, I got to tell my husband now that we're, you know, how am I going to do this? So I thought I would have a couple of months to do this. Cause she said you, it, it, this was um, May. And she said, you're, I'm not going to retire him until September. So I thought, all right, I have all this time I could, you know, to figure it out, save up money, blah, blah, blah. And she calls me a couple weeks later and she said, he's got to be out of here by uh, June 17th. And I'm like, big difference. Oh my, you know, I'm freaking out. And it was really bizarre because when I first, when I first was dreaming about him, I heard the song soul man, you know, by the blues brothers, Sam and right. song soul man. And um, so when she called me, I was in my, I had to pull over cause I was in my car, the Pat, when she called me and said, you have to come and get him in, in, you know, by the 17th of June, which was my mother's birthday, by the way. Um, and she had passed, you know, that years ago. Um, I, I, started crying and I turned the radio on. Guess what song came on? Soul Soul Man. Man. I'm like, all right, everything's going to be okay. So this, I'm I'm trying, I was trying to think, how can I break this to my husband? Um, And so we were sitting on the porch and I I went out and I bought wine and I was literally giving him mugs of wine. And after he got a little, he got pretty snickered. And he said, why are you, you know, why are, why are you drinking wine on a school night? And why are you giving me mugs of wine? So finally, I just said, you know, look, I have, I have to tell you something. And, you know, so I went through the whole story and he looked at me and he said, I know that having a horse is a dream of yours. I would never, ever, ever deny you a dream. And I just, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So it all, it all turned. And that was, ah, Jack's going to be 18. On Friday, mm-hmm. on um, April thirteenth. So I've had him for fourteen years. So when did he start communicating with you? When did you start getting his messages? That and- was right before twenty twelve. <laughs> so it was like in the beginning of twenty eleven. And what happened was, um, a friend of mine who she she lived in Florida, and she was constantly sending me these pictures of these amazing animals. And she said, "I was on the beach today, and." I, I met this, ho- this dog, Thor, and he was a long-haired German Shepherd, and she said, there's something really special about him. You have, please, just please communicate with him. And I don't like to do that because if he tells me something and I, I can't tell the owner, then I feel like I'm, I'm doing a disservice, right? Because I can't, I can't follow through with the message. So the, the, the information's falling on deaf ears. So I was very reluctant to do this, but she was very, very persistent. And finally, I mean, I think she bugged me for a couple of days ab- about this, like just constantly. So I thought, all right. So I, I finally acquiesced and I said, okay, send me, send me the picture. So she sent me this picture of this long haired German shepherd and his tongue was out and he had three black dots on his tongue. And so I, I connected to him. I had a short conversation with him. It was nothing, you know, I love my owner. I love the walks on the beach, blah, blah, blah. Nothing mind blowing. And then we're getting ready to, I said, okay, Thor, thank you for, you know, talking to me. And he said, oh, by the way, I'm a watcher. And I said, oh, great. That's, that's awesome. Good for you. And I didn't think at the time to ask him anything about that or what that meant. I just, because I was kind of like in the state where I kind of maybe shouldn't be doing this or I didn't want to get too much information because I didn't want to have to, you know what I mean? I was kind of in a weird position. Was this, the, was this at the, like the beginning of you like really delving into your abilities? Was it relatively new to you? K- mm, kind of. Okay. Kind of. So after, after having this conversation, I emailed my friend and um, so she jumped all over this watcher sh- thing. She's like, what's a watcher and blah, blah, blah. And she looked it up. Of course she got like the, the, you know, the, the classical version of what a watcher is, a fallen angel, blah, blah, blah. And 
a couple days later, I was at the, at the farm because I can talk to Jack. You can ask Jack a question and he will shake his head yes or no. I mean, you can literally have a conversation with him and, you know, and he'll answer. So I, I was standing there and I looked at him. There was a couple of people standing around and I just threw it out. I said, are you a watcher? And he started shaking his head yes. And I thought, oh, great. This is, what does this mean? I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the, the cruel irony of the universe. I'm Gene Rockefeller and I'm talking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about watchers. Like it just seems to be like a huge ha, 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 ha. You know what I mean? It just didn't, it, it just kind of was, it was overwhelming to even think about that. But then from there, he started telling me that I'm going to be sharing messages with you and healing energy and all this other stuff. So that's, that was kind of the, where, it, where it all started with him. Wow. And after that, I started with a, a blog. And every single message pretty much that he's shared, he's shared healing energy, either in the matrix of the words or actual healing race. That's, that's amazing. And so... Were you surprised the first time you got a message from him or did he take you by surprise? Did you know that something was coming? Did you, you know, sense that the connection you two had? Well, I just the bizarre way that we came together, that this woman called me up out of nowhere and said, I want you to have the whore. I mean, I knew that, that, you know, it was quote unquote meant to be, but you know, how, profound that was going to be, I, I had no idea. And then when he said that I want you to create this, this blog and I'm going to give you, excuse me, information. And, and I thought, all right, well, you know, I'm going to set out a whole bunch of ground rules here and this is how we're going to do it and blah, blah, blah. And it was just not, it was not like that. It was very, um, it was when the energy and the information needed to be shared. So I could, have a message, you know, every couple of weeks and then go silent for months. So he just had one um, about a week ago. That, Hang, that Do me a favor. Hang on to that. We're going to come back after okay. we have a break. We're going to come back and then we're going to find out what that message was from a couple of weeks ago. And you're going to explain, I hope, what a watcher is for people okay, who don't great. know. Okay, we'll be right back. Hang on. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, I'm so excited. I have one of my favorite peeps here, Jean Rockefeller. And Jean is an animal communicator and a healer, but she is so special in her ability. She has a team that works with her, and her team is called the Watcher watcher Team. They're watchers, and which is Jean is going to explain to us in a second what a watcher is. But her horse, Jack who is also a watcher, had given her a message recently before the break. So we're going to get that message right now. Welcome back, Jane. Hello. Hello. So basically, um, the message was, you know, pretty much people are keeping track because they don't have time to do anything else of, of what's going on planetarily, right? So what what's happening is that the lioness is beginning to her, she's be, beginning to get her voice. And... So we're literally entering the roaring 20s. And we, even though it's kind of starting off a little lame, it's going to start to get a little bit more hyped up as we, as we go along. So he offered the, um, the, the golden ray of the lion to um, help to clear out some really old wounds. Um, it helps to restructure your DNA. So in my newsletter, it's actually on Jack's Facebook page, which is Jack the Watcher. The latest message is on there. It's actually right below this, you know, our, our conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's the post before that. And there's a lot of um, things that he shares on Facebook. Like I, I was out working with him one day in the field and a bald eagle flew overhead twice. So I quick grabbed my camera because that, that's a message to me. When it flies right over my head, then, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's trying to get my attention. Right. And then just some other things. So it, it's a lot of sharing um, of energy from nature because people don't realize how much um, nature shares energy with us. It's one of the reasons why I only do, I can do hands-on healing. You know, I've been taught Reiki and all that other stuff. I've taught Reiki for several years, but at my home, I have, I have all of my cats, all of my dogs, my chickens, my, my, uh, you know, hundred year old trees in the back backyard and all of the birds that come in. So that's all of the energy that I'm tapping into tangibly. And this energy likes to work in a group. So if I were just doing hands-on healing, I don't have that group energy that I can tap into necessarily. The collaborative. Exactly. The, 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 so it's not just, um, you know, it's not just my animals, it's trees, it's um, uh, wild animals. You know, I very much became aware that wild animals um, have healing abilities. When I, when I volunteered at the ARC, there was a little baby bunny. So there, they, there's this condition that um, rabbits get. It's called stargazing. And what happens is they, they sit back on their haunches and then their head starts to tilt back. And then they know that they're, they're probably not going to be alive for that much longer. And I forget what causes. I forget if it's a, like, um, I don't think it's a virus or a bacteria. I think it's like a protozoa or some kind of, you know, a, you know, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. So they know when this starts to happen that the animal probably isn't going to live that much longer. So they, they handed me this baby bunny and said, see what you can find out. See if there's anything that we can do to help this thing. So I took it out back where I could be quiet. I just had it in my hands. And all of a sudden, I felt like somebody was ripping energy out through my whole body from the tip of my toes out through the top of my head. Mm. And it was one of the most powerful experiences I had had to that point. And I, I started to, com- the rabbit started to communicate with me that it was taking my fear. It was, it was releasing fear for me. And um, there was really nothing that could be done. It, you know, eventually it was inevitable that the, the rabbit would, would um, leave it, its physical form. But that really opened me up to like, oh my gosh, it's not just it's not just dogs and cats and horses and dolphins, but it's, it's everything. It's, it's everything that's in nature. And to have a profound experience like that with just this dying little baby bunny, it just, it blew my mind. 
So he was taking your fear away? Your personal fear? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was crazy. So let's talk about watchers and how that works energetically. Um, And would you consider this bunny a watcher? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, there's two ways that you can communicate with animals. One is their 3D mind, right? That's how... Um, I would, most of the animal communicators that I've come in contact with, that's how they communicate. They communicate very much on a conversational level at, with their 3D mind. I realized that um, all of the animals that I was working with were just, they were Buddha-like. You know, they were, they had this profound wisdom, these, this profound, you know, and I, I found this out from working with clients. And um, they were extremely wise, extremely sentient. And then when I found out that, you know, later on that about the watchers and that Jack was a watcher. So this is what they're doing. They're, they're, they're extremely sentient, extremely wise. Their healing abilities are just, they're incredible. And they are helping, they're helping the planet. So, you know, they're, they're bringing, they're grounding cosmological energy into the planet they're helping to release energy from the planet. They're helping the planet to evolve. And um, it, it's, so when you look at a, a vulture that's out in nature and circling mm-hmm. counterclockwise, it's releasing energy. When it starts to, it'll go back clockwise. It's bringing energy into the earth. So, I mean, these are little, yeah, these are little things that you can, that you can look at. And, you know, everything has a purpose. Um, everything, not everything, but a lot of what the animals are doing is very purposeful. And, you know, it's important to understand that they are here to help, not just, you know, they're helping because we're the, we're the low ones on the total pole, the, the humans, you know, they're already way above us. They can already communicate telepathically and everything else. So in a lot of ways, they are far more advanced than, than we are. It's just, we have to get up to that point where we can, we can understand and observe and, and witness the fact that animals are really, um, they're a lot more evolved than we are. And there's a lot more going on with them than most humans even realize. Are all animals watchers? No, no. How do you know the difference between a watcher and a non-watching animal? So a watcher is, they will have, um, universe, what I call universal wisdom. So they will talk to me in terms, like I had a dog explain to me that um, in the center of our galaxy, in the center of the Milky Way galaxy, there's a black hole, right? That's, that's the black hole for our galaxy. And he explained that that is literally a womb of creation. It has nothing to do. So science is using mathematics and observation to draw a conclusion that that is sucking in all of this energy. And if you get close to this black hole, it's you're, you would get sucked in. So, but that's not actually what's going on it in actuality. When you go into that space, it's infinitesimal. You're connecting to the field of infinite potential and it's a womb of creation where everything and anything is possible. So, you know, an ordinary animal is not going to care about that. They're only going to care about that or know about that. They may know about it, but they're not going to, they're not going to care about it or be involved in it if they aren't helping this entire planet to evolve. That's the, that's so fascinating. And you had a, you have a cat, Murphy Lee, who oh my debunked gosh, a yeah. theory, a yeah. misconception. So a con- so it, it may not be a misconception in just in from what my animals have told me and um, it, it's so the 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 thought is that animals will take on your illness they will take on mm-hmm. your emotions so they will take that on so my cat Murphy Lee has told me that that emphatically emphatically she has told me that that is not true and her rationalization is so if you everything that happens to you it's for a reason. So if they were to take your illness or to take your, they can help you feel better in a moment, you know, and if you're feeling anxiety or something like that. But if you're an anxious person or you have certain things, they're not going to take that, they're not going to take that away because there's lessons to be learned connected to that. It would kind of be like having your parents, you know, have you do things that aren't necessarily in your best interest and have your co- parents constantly bail you out. You're not going to learn the lesson that's important connected to them. 
That's true, but it takes me back to my divorce, and I had a rot, a dobe, and a little toy rat terrier. And the rot, um, I'm sorry, the dobe, he was my protector. He, and what the weirdest thing is, is, I mean, this was an ugly divorce, and it was emotional. Mm-hmm. And once, so the first time, his, his anal glance almost expressed. I mean, they just uh, almost ruptured. And I got him to the vet just in time. But the second time it did rupture. And the, I could only think metaphorically that he was taking what my ex-husband was trying to do to me, you know, sodomize me, you know, energetically, financially, you know, just, you know, making it as painful as can be. And this dog took this on. I mean, that was a, that's a very unusual thing for something to happen. It is. That, that's a different kind of circumstance, though, because you're not um, there. There's energetically, there was a lot going on there. And yes. animals pick up our emotions. They pick up our thoughts. And you're, all of that is getting projected onto them. Okay. So in that kind of circumstance, that completely makes sense what you're talking about. I'm talking about like illness. You know, I've heard that animals will take on illnesses of their humans and stuff like okay. that. But they, they definitely will help us heal. There's no doubt about that. But there's a difference between helping us heal and taking on our stuff. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, so it, it's kind of a little bit of semantics there. But yeah, I mean, that that's classic for what an animal will do. Just trying to... Um, process that information, process all of that, that that emotion and everything. Yeah. And the thing is, is I was working very hard because by that time I was in energy school. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying very hard to contain my energy and not to project it out and to process and deal with it. And so for me, you know, the fact that he did that, it was like, wow, that was that because I was working very hard. And I had heard a story about a horse, um, an owner and what she would do is she'd go come home from work every night from work and get her horse out and, you know, saddle him up mm-hmm. and lay on him and then un- unintentionally, but all her stress, all her junk would drain mm-hmm. into him. And within a short period of time, when I say short, can, you know, horses live a really long time compared to a dog or a cat. Yeah. And um, this horse got sick and passed away, you know, had to be put down. Wow. And, and it was because it was taking on all this stress that the owner would, you know, just, she thought she was just getting comfort from him. That's my feeling is that she was getting comfort from him. But instead, she was really just dumping everything un- unintentionally and unknowingly. But she found comfort in her being, wow. her horse. Well, um, I'm going to have to reconversate them with Murphy Lee or maybe have her clarify because that that's... That absolutely sounds like that horse was taking on that energy yeah, and unable to get rid of it, unable to process it. Mm-hmm. But I, I've had experience too, where animals have kind of done, they've been in situations where they're alone doing all kinds, they're doing energy work alone. And then as soon as they're, they're connected to me and my whole committee here, they get released. Like it's, it, it, it allows an outlet for them to, um, for them to release all that energy. So a lot of times they just, they just think that they're alone. So when you connect them to a, a community, everything changes for them. It's, and I could see that. Yeah. Well, everything changes because it isn't it the collaborative once again. Exactly. And you're exactly. Team? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're, you're also observing. So it's the observation effect. An experiment is changed simply by having an ob an ob, an observer. observer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it once you bring to the attention the human or whatever that this is going on, that it changes everything because now all of a sudden you have somebody paying attention. It's like when when the tree falls in the woods, does the tree really fall? But when somebody stands there to to watch it and witness it, now the sights, the sounds, everything that's happening, that gets uploaded into the collective consciousness and it's there for everybody. It's a great way of putting it. It's so interesting. So um, you were discovering that you were using a, a unique healing modality and you, it was coming from Gaia. How mm-hmm. did you, how did you, you know, unearth this? Okay. Knowledge? So um, we had gotten a round pen at our farm 
So a round pen is just, you know, it's just, it's a round thing and you do different exercises with your horse. And since I don't really ride my horse, I have to, you know, I had to find other ways to exercise them. So that's one of the reasons why I bought the round pen. And so I took him, it was afternoon, took him down there, you know, had got him out of the field, took him down to the round pen. And, um, he started going around, going around. And then he, all of a sudden he started galloping around, like just full on gallop around this, you know, 30 foot round pen. And I, I couldn't get him to stop. I tried to run in front of him and I, you know, he's very, he has very good ground manner. So for him to do this, he, and he had been around pen before for him to do this was really bizarre. And I'm thinking like, I'm standing there. I'm like, nobody's here. And my horse is like going nuts in the round pen. And I have no idea like how to stop him. Cause he's going to run me over. All of a sudden it felt like I got punched in the gut and I dropped to my knees. And before I knew it, I was literally sobbing hysterically. And I have no idea how long that went on. And I stopped and I looked up and Jack is just standing there staring at me. Hmm. And I thought, yeah, we've had enough for the round pen today. Like, you know, what, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, the wind kicked up. This whole flock of birds came out of nowhere. And I could just feel waves and waves of energy coming off of me. The, there's 20 horses on the property. 20 horses came galloping up to where we were. Wow. And I just kind of looked at Jack, like, what, what's going on? And he said, you'll, you'll find out. You'll find out. You know, this is, this is the energy that you work with. This is... So it was, it was not only, you know, a physical display, but it was also, um, you know, physical in with me, but it was also out in the environment with all of the trees and the wind and the horses and everything else. So I took him out, took him, took him out of the round pen, took him up to a stall, put him in a stall and I went out to get him a snack. I was gone 30 seconds. If that went, just went out to my car, came back. I looked in the stall. He's shaking. He's drenched in sweat. He has a fever. I touched him. He's on fire. And I thought, I, I started to panic because I thought, there's nobody here. Am I going to have, is he colicky? Am I going to have to take him to the hospital? I just started pacing in front of his stall. And he said, just, I'm fine. Just, you know, hose me off. Give me like 15 minutes. I'll be fine. But he said, you're going to be feeling this for a couple of weeks. And so I, t I took him out, I hosed him off and he was right. I mean, within 15 minutes, this was gone and over with, but it was so, it came on so violently and so quickly. So it was, it was a healing thing for him and for me at the same time, but he got over because animals get over things super quick. You know, they move things through things super Their quick. Their conscious is so different. Yeah. But he said, that, you know, basically he was just displaying that, that, that was the energy. And I thought, God, that's pretty profound, you know, and then the more I worked with it, the more, you know, and just su the subtleties of it, um, why I couldn't really um, do one-on-one -on -one stuff outside of my house, but I could do group things or I could do stuff at, at the farm. And then it just started to become clear that I was working with nature and, and the planet can, and not the just- connection. Yeah, exactly. Okay, hang on one second. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Schumann Resonance. We're also going to talk about FLFE. Mm -hmm. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, 
author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi again. Welcome back. Um, if you've been with us, you know I'm talking to Jean Rockefeller. If you haven't, I have to tell you about Jean. Jean is an amazing healer, and she's an animal communicator. She has her team of watchers, including her horse, Jack. And it's just been an amazing conversation. If you want to look Jean up and find out more information about her, please check out her website at The Gaia Connection. Gaia, G-A-I-A, connection.com, and learn more about Jean, her horse, Jack, her team, which consists of some cats and dogs, and I think, was there a bird in there, Jean? I have a rooster. A rooster. and two chickens, yes, yes. Yes, there are some poultry poultry (laughs) beings there. Yeah, my rooster is a badass, actually. I can't wait to hear about him, (laughs) but it's charity shout out time. So I want to talk about your charity and your charity is called ARC Wildlife, Mm -hmm. ARC with two A's, A-A-R-C Wildlife. So let's talk about it and why this is your charity and why you're so passionate about it. Well, I mean, they, um, they really forced me to use my abilities. So um, they, they backed me into a corner um, found out I was intuitive, found out I could, I could, you know, I was a healing facilitator and they just took advantage of it. You know, tell us what this animal needs, tell us what that animal needs. So they really forced me to, um, to learn. And without them, I, I wouldn't have, um, learned what I learned. And most importantly, I wouldn't have my horse. So I, I really owe them a lot as far as that goes. That, that's amazing. So they take in all kinds of wildlife. No, just um, wildlife that is um, from Pennsylvania. So they won't take, I mean, uh, they had, you know, bobcats there and there was even a monkey there, um, but they eventually have to move on. So it's only wildlife that's indigenous to Pennsylvania. Okay. I I got, I was bitten by a monkey wearing a pink dress. I will never forget that. Oh my God. We can talk about that another time. I, I that was, that was just, that I couldn't camera. process that in my brain. <laughs> she looks so sweet and then you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was confiscated. So for more information about the ARC wildlife, you can look it up at www.aark.org. Okay, so I'm so excited to get into this. Schumann Resonance. We were talking about the Schumann Resonance. We were yes. talking about the earth, how it's affecting not only humans, but the animals as well. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to continue this conversation. Sure. So um, I, I believe in the 50s, it was discovered that the earth actually had a frequency. And that was about 7.83 hertz. Um, and they, uh, the gentleman who discovered it was his name was Schumann. So that's why they call it the Schumann resonance. And it's also considered um, connected to the ohm frequency. And for 
you know, decades, it was steady. It was just a steady eight, 7.83, 7.8 hertz. And then around 2012, it started to go up a little bit, started to go up to eight to nine, you know, go up a little bit more. And then recently, within the past couple of years, started going up to 15, to 20, um, to 30, to, I heard last, uh, recently, I'm, I'm trying to think if it was the end of last year, or the beginning of the year, it went up to 96. So if you think about it, we're, we're supposed to be in tune with 7.8. You know, most of us have been in tune to that. And now all of a sudden we're getting these huge spikes in, in the earth. I checked today. Today was, oh, it was in the, what did I tell you? 46? Yes. Something 46, 48. Yeah, it was 46 with a two hour. So you'll get spikes. So it'll go up, it'll spike up to 46 and then it'll come right back down. But it spiked up to 46 and then it stayed at 30 for uh, uh, two hours, which is just crazy. So when you think about the consciousness of the planet right now, it, it's, it, it's absolutely increasing. There, there's no doubt about that. And when you, look at the, when you look at the Schumann resonance, that is indeed, that's substantiating that. And, and when you think about all the things that aren't going on right now, crime is down way low because everybody's in their house. Right. People aren't drinking alcohol. They're not going, you know, they're not going out to bars and getting bombed. They're not, they're not, you know, everyone's kind of, even though you may want to kill your husband right now it, it, or your family or whatever, you know, it's, right. it's just from being that's a different locked issue. in. Yeah, it's different, but that's temporary. So a lot of, you know, murder rates are down all of those things that in of itself is going to raise the consciousness of the planet. So right now what we have going on, we have this window of co-creation where you can actually stare your thoughts right in the, right in the face. So really become mindful about what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you want to create. Um, we're being offered the opportunity right now to heal things, to heal programs that are, that have been, you may have put behind you or, um, thought you got over, but then all of a sudden they'll they'll like an incident will come up, and you're th- you think to yourself, "Wow, I didn't even I don't even remember that." But it, it's being offered so that you can heal it, so you can kind of rewrite the narrative connected to it, and then you can change it, incorporate that energy. So there's a lot. Things are very fluid right now. So, um, so how does this affect us as humans? Human resonance. Yes. Well, if you think about you and I were born when it was seven point eight, right? Okay. Seven point eight hertz. Imagine the children that are being born after twenty twelve that are born into a higher frequency. Wow. They're gonna. Okay. Their consciousness is already higher than ours, just because they're born under. You know, they're born during a higher higher frequency state. So they're already. You know, they're already light years ahead of where we are. It, it's taken us how many years to get to get to where we are and they're just born into the energy. They're already at where we are or ahead of us. That's powerful. That's powerful. And it's so powerful because this is the uh, generation that will help the planet turn, heal the planet, try to turn things around. I mean, people are trying to do it now and they've been doing it mm-hmm. for years, but I think it's becoming more prevalent where you know that more and more things are being uh, more efforts are being made to, Help the waterways, help the planet, help Earth, help the trees, help the animals. Well, just look at how the how much the pollution has gone down to like it, it's it's crazy how much it, the pollution has been decreased. In Venice, Italy, they had pictures of dolphins swimming yes. in the canals. <laughs> how phenomenal is that? Well, I don't know why they can't just use electric boats. Why can't they just use like you know electric? Nobody's going along real fast. They just got an electric, you know, electric trolling motor. Why do you have to have that? Right, exactly. <laughs> or what about the animals in the forest who are now able to procreate and help the ecosystem? You know, it's like it, it, this is a very scary time, and there's a lot of loss, which brings fear and a lot of these these negative emotions up. But on the positive side. The earth is getting a reboot. It's getting a, a, the ability to recalibrate and sort of rebuild itself mm-hmm. because there aren't these human beings taking its resources. And look how quickly, look how quickly it's happening. Yeah. It, there's, a, there's a video, it, it has to do with reintroducing wolves into Yellowstone Park. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's like a 10-minute video. I'm sure if you, you look at it. But just by reintroducing wolves, 
within a couple of years, the whole, it, it even changed the course of rivers. So just by reintroducing these, these apex predators, um, it, it, changed, it changed the whole region. It, Which it, is amazing. It is amazing. Okay. You know, when you have balance, that's what, that, um, you know, the oceans we have, the overfishing of sharks and so forth, they're the apex predators. That is having a profound effect on the oceans and the balance and everything else. So I'm interested, it, it's going to be interesting to see going forward um, how much, how much really of an effect that this it's is going to have. have. Yeah. Well, it depends on what the people do too when they come out of isolation. Yeah. So we only have a couple minutes left. So okay. I just want to hit on the FLFE. What is it and how does it help? So if, if they go to my website, there's a, there's a tab on there. It says raise your consciousness. FLFE, um, I stumbled upon it. It's a frequency that, that gets broadcast to your, either your phone, your home, whatever you want. And it, for me, I just noticed a profound, I, I felt better right away. Um, they have frequencies in there that actually energize your food, energize nutrients, energize your body's ability to absorb these nutrients. So I can kind of dismiss the fact that I felt better and everything else. My hair is growing in brown, not gray. And you can see here, this is all new hair growth. Wow. My hair is growing like, you know, at, at a, at a incredible rate, my hair and my nails, I feel better. I'm sleeping better. I don't, um, I had it sent to the farm. It, it clears the land. So it raises every, it raises the consciousness of everything. Wow. So they either, whatever's there either has to abide by the higher consciousness or it's got to leave because it's just not in resonance with it. So you can sign up for a 15 day trial. You don't need to give them your credit card. You can just try it out and, and see how you like it and see if it makes a difference. But like I said, for me, I, you know, what feeling thing, feeling better is one thing, but when I can actually see my hair growing in brown, not gray. Changes. Yeah. And, and watch my, and I, I feel better. I, you know, my digestive system is working better. My animals love it. They said it feels like, because it has a, it mitigates EMFs. So I it helps to, to clear that. I need to tie up. I need to pull this in, but okay. go to, go to Jean's website at the Gaia, G-A-I-A connect com and look up the FLFE. Yeah, it's under raise your frequency. Consciousness, or look up what Gene can do for you or your animal. So, Gene, thank you so much. I'm so glad we finally thank you, Marla. got this. I know. Um, <laughs> and, and I want to thank Voice America and everybody there, and Teresa Scott Reed, my assistant. She's my right and left arm. I want to thank you, the listener, um, for tuning in. So grateful for you every week coming to listen to the podcast and hopefully you'll send me some information. You can always call in and I know this conversation was so fast and there's so much content, but you can always call in and talk to the guests. So next week, please tune in. And in the meantime, please stay safe, stay healthy, stay isolated so we can heal, heal ourselves and heal the earth. Until next week, I send you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. Take care. Thank you, Marla. Thanks, Gene.